0: What are the two biggest challenges that you face in your training? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today on the Peace Walker podcast. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. Peace Walker Podcast, Craig Gray here. We are on episode number 61. We're going to talk about the two biggest challenges that we have facing us regarding training. And speaking of that, the First biggest challenge that we have is starting. So to get over that challenge, I have helped you. If you get on sixdaydefense.com, it's all spelled out, sixdaydefense.com, you can begin your journey. Begin your journey as a protector. Begin your journey as a peace walker. Learn simple self-defense skills and conflict management tools that you can use immediately. And it's absolutely free. All that's required is your time and attention and your email address. (laughs) But you will get my free home study course, which is six days of training. Don't worry, though. It's not all day. There's just two five-minute videos that are packed with information that you can instantly use. Hopefully, you never have to use, but it will start to frame a new world for you. One that is safer, one that is more powerful and developing the confidence of a more fulfilled life. So sixdaydefense.com, it's all spelled out except for the dot. And you'll also get almost daily emails of tips, tricks, and tactics sent directly to your inbox. And some days, some weeks, they're, they're more almost than daily. Other weeks, they're more Daily. It just depends on what's going on. Like this week, for instance, I've got a lot of traveling coming up, doing some seminars out on the East Coast, and uh, those emails are more almost. But what you do is you get plugged a little bit deeper into this community of protectors, and I share with you not just tips, tricks, and tactics, but also stories from my past, my present, other stories of people who are protectors and out there really utilizing this lifestyle to their and other people's benefit. So there you go. Get on sixdaydefense.com and get your journey started. So today we are talking about the challenges and the biggest challenges that we face to train and in our training. This will be a short episode, but a profound episode. And don't over complicate things, but also don't trivialize things and overlook them because of their simplicity. So the two biggest challenges that we have training is one, getting started. Getting started to train is the biggest challenge. Most people never train. And when they stop for some reason, they have a hard time starting back up. See this all the time at the academy. I get people who call me and I give them a lot of credit for calling because you know there are probably thousands of people, tens of thousands of people who want to train, but for many reasons they just don't take the initiative to. So the person overcomes the hesitation, they create time in their schedule to do it. They maybe even swallow their pride a little bit. They overcome a fair amount of adversity just to make the phone call or to write that email to inquire about training. And I respect that about people uh, to, to get out of the comfort zone to do that, to say, hey, I want to learn how to protect myself better and I'm going to put myself in a vulnerable position with people that I don't know, that I haven't developed it, trust yet, and I'm going to put kind of myself in their care, under their tutelage, if I haven't said that right, (laughs) to train me how to protect myself. That takes a lot of courage and a lot of, I think, um, tenacity and discipline to do that. Matter of fact, I just got last night. I just got a phone call from a from a woman who, um, she her voice sounded a little shaky. sounded like I don't know if something happened, or if um, she was worried about something happening, but she wanted self defense training because she was worried about a former um, relationship becoming violent, and it takes a lot of courage to do that. You know, you're worried, sometimes people are worried about being judged, they're worried about, you know, all these different things. So I give her a lot of credit for calling and um, I hope everything will work out for her. It, uh, it takes some discipline to keep going, which is challenge number two. So challenge number one is to start or to restart when you quit for whatever reason, to begin again. The second biggest challenge is to keep going. Sounds simple, right? Keep going. It's like the mail, pretty much mail comes every day. So your training should as well. You should train every day. Doesn't have to be a lot, but keep up the momentum. Don't stop, keep going. You're gonna come across life things Injuries, getting older, families, careers, bills, health issues, injury oh, I did say injuries. <laughs> probably said it twice because if you're if you're doing physical stuff, it's gonna happen. You know, getting sick, having fun, having personal time, vacations, maybe moving different relationships. Things are going to change. Things are going to get in the way. And it's not going to be easy. It is simple. Just keep going. It is not easy. For instance, getting older, right? Training when you're older. A couple days ago, I had someone who called me. He uh, is in his 60s. And he was, you know, considering training and wondering if he could... uh, Join one of our programs, <clears throat> and if we had people that old, and I'm fifty one. Um. Actually, I'm going to train Jack Holbin this weekend, and uh, out in Buyu camp out on the East Coast, and he's sixty five or he'll be sixty six. His teacher, was, into his eighties. Hatsumi, I think, is turning ninety this year. Master Yen Ho Lee. My Kung Fu instructor from many years ago, he still trains. He's in his late 80s. But do you think they train and practice the same way they did when they were in their 50s? Elio Gracie, he was training a few weeks before his death. He was in his 90s. Do you think he was training the same like he did when he was in his 20s? Do you think I train the same? You think I run class the same? No. You have to understand and realize what season you're in and you have to train accordingly. That's hard. That is really hard for people, both men and women, but I think men even more so. Our ego is getting in the way and it comes across not like our ego. It comes across like you know, you don't want to let yourself down, you don't want to look weak, you want to train reality, you want to train the real thing. So, which in your head means going harder and faster. It um, can be detrimental to your training. But in our head, we we're always thinking, well, if this, if I really had to use this, what, you know, I better train like it would really happen. And that's not a good way of training, believe it or not. This isn't, I'm not going to go into too much detail about that. That would be a great episode for another week. But you got to learn to keep going. And it's a lot more subtle than most people think, but it's a lot more profound than most people think too. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to reach plateaus. I just had a great conversation with a, a student who's been training about, I don't know, five or six years. <clears throat> And he was saying on how, when he first started training, he came into it for different reasons than he feels like he's training for now. And he was a little concerned about that. And he asked me my opinions on it. Most of the time when people come into to train, it's for a certain reason. could be to lose weight. could be to learn to protect yourself. could be because there's just he had a natural inclination of, or interest in it. It could be, you came in because somebody recommended it, because you wanted to get out socially. But a lot of people who come into training, the reason when they first start and the reason after several years may change. And there's a special time period which somewhere if you're training frequently, somewhere between five to seven years. There's kind of like that seven-year itch, so to speak. And that would be a good... Yet another, i got to start writing this down, yet another podcast. That would be a good podcast, The Seven Year Itch. Because that's the time where you get good enough, you're good enough after five to seven years. You're, you're better than most who start, right? Because you've waited out a lot of the people who've dropped out. Because most people, if they stick at all, they drop out after a couple years. So it kind of goes like this. And how do I know these statistics? It's not because I read them online, it's because I've lived them for the past three or three and a half decades or four decades, or whatever. Out of all the people who come in, after an intro period, for our academy, it's one month, after that intro period, you'll lose about 75% of them. So 25% of the people will stick after the intro period and then within three months of that intro period you have another 10 to 15 percent who leave which leaves you 10 to 15 percent. So basically you know one out of 10 people stick around and then that 10 to 15 percent will continue to dwindle down over the years. The first big cutoff is either their first test at least in our our, pro, our style, our academy, rather. First test is about a year. So that's the next big cutoff. The first test or the first time the person gets an injury that takes them out of work. You know, they have to take a couple of days off because of their back or, you know, they end up in the med station because they wrote, twisted their knee or something. Maybe they broke a finger, got poked in the eye, whatever it might be. And if they survive all those things, then the next big cutoff is two years. And then after that two-year period, people will continue to linger and whittle down. And the next big drop-off after that would be, I would say, five to seven years. And the next big drop-off after that is after black belt. For our system and academy, it takes you between five to ten years for black belt. So you could be simultaneously at that five to seven year mark and get your black belt, and then that's it. Because that's like a big accomplishment, and again, you get that seven year itch. So you're you've gained some proficiency, and now you've reached probably a plateau, and you're you're probably getting bored, or you think you know more than you do. Um, that's when true mastery begins, but also that's when most people give up of the people who are have stuck around. So if you push past that point, <clears throat> it's uh things will change for you dramatically. Things will change for you um at a very deep level. But it takes a few years. It takes you a few years after that. Think about it like a marriage which is funny because I've not been married, so I've had some long-term relationships, like I'm in one now. But, um, you know, you're with the same person for X amount of years. <clears throat> Things kind of get boring a little bit. You know what to expect. You, you've got of got a routine down. So same thing with your training, you know, you're, you're not, you don't have the same feeling as you once did when you first started. It's a different feeling, though. It's a good feeling. However, it's something that you have to, again, keep going and change with to get over that plateau. Because that's where the deeper learning really occurs. That's where the mastery starts. A lot of people think, well, I'll get black belt or, you know, whatever whatever you want to put on that. It doesn't have to be black belt. But, you know, a certain rank or a certain experience level or whatever and then then i i I kind of arrived and that is not the case it's an ongoing journey thus the idea of keep going so anyways there you have it those are the two biggest challenges that you will face in your training one is to start or to start again and the second is to keep going all right, gang, I wish you well on your journey. If I can be of any service to you, let me know. One of the biggest services, if you aren't familiar with my methods and so forth, one of the biggest services I can do at the beginning, do for you at the beginning here is go to sixdaydefense.com. I know it sounds a little cliche, maybe a little bit of marketing, which is a little bit of those. <laughs> but really it is to get this word out, to get this perspective out of being a protector, of being a peace walker and it's a very easy way to do it is just to get on sixdaydefense.com and you can see my ruggedly handsome mug on there in six days of classes again there are two videos per day each of them are about five minutes long so it's not very long at all and one video will go over a concept and a mindset and the other video will go over a physical defensive tactic but it's a great way to get started in this protector lifestyle and this peacewalker lifestyle and it's absolutely free except for your time and attention and your email and after that you will also get access to my almost daily emails they'll be delivered directly to your inbox almost every day where i'll give you more tips tricks and tactics and stories about this protector lifestyle and being a peacewalker. so there you have it gang thank you so much for listening and i will see you on the next episode. Take care. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live protect and to inspire at a whole new level.